What's up, everybody? I am Travesty. And I'm the Freak Joe. And welcome back to this freaky show. It is our month-long celebration of Halloween. Part of uh, this freaking show, which is part of Freaknet Studios. Um, it's like an, uh, an, an inception of shows. Is that a proper t- oh, use of that word? Inception of shows? Yeah. A show inside a show? Inside a Sounds program? right to me. Yeah, right? Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. Because I decided for Halloween I want to go for somebody who knows big words. Nice. So far I'm crushing it. Uh, guys, uh, this episode of This Freaky Show is brought to you by BallWash.com. Now, if you're just like me, you, uh, you're very big on hygiene and you feel it's important to make sure you maintain a, uh, a clean and uh, pleasant smell throughout your entire body from head to toe, from hole to pole. And that's where BallWash.com comes in with so many different products for not only your, uh, your genitalia, but also for your hair, face, and body all over. You know, you can buy shampoos, conditioners, body washes. Uh, they got some, uh, some body scrubs, some exfoliating scrubbers. They got some, uh, some quick on to go wipes. And if you need a quick cleanup, they got a nice, uh, lotion, uh, kind of product that when it dries, it dries as if it's like a baby powder. I don't understand how it works, but it does work because I, uh, I've used it from time to time. It's amazing. Nice. Yep. They also have some kind of a cologne, uh, like rub kind of nut rub thing that, you can also kind of spruce yourself up with uh, when you uh, are on the go. Make sure you keep yourself extra special, uh, smelling good. So make sure you check out all those products at BallWash.com. Go ahead and fill your card up with all the amazing things they have to offer. And then at checkout, throw the promo code FREAKNET in there. That's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. It'll save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, guys. BallWash.com. It is time to get that funk out of your junk. Nice. It's a scary good product. Oh, it gives me the chills every time. Mm-hmm. This freaky show is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you're looking for the just the right scary audiobook to listen to, you should head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet, where you can get a 30-day free trial and a credit towards your first audiobook purchase. Maybe you could try out The Fireman by Joe Hill. Joe Hill is, of course, the son of Stephen King, and he is at least twice as scary in the books that he writes. So, if you really want a uh, a thrill, you want some chills, you want some scares, you want some spooks, head on over to audibletrial.com slash freaknet and pick yourself up a free credit to get yourself The Fireman by Joe Hill today. Good job, Joe. Thank you. I gotta say, and I don't want to pick favorites between uh, Freak Joe and Cartoon Joe, but uh, Freak Joe seems to be crushing these fucking pr- uh, plugs, man. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And I get it. You know, Cartoon Joe, you know, he has to spend his time between two different uh, podcasts, and, you know, he does have a job outside of the podcasting world, and he has a wife he has to tend to. I, I just, I, maybe because Freak Joe really has nothing... Uh, Else to, to do, live but, for. Uh, yeah, really. You know, just 30 days of celebrating Halloween. Yep, yep. Indeed. I guess that makes sense. I, I think we found the answer. <clears throat> guys, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you go over to uh, YouTube.com and uh, find our uh, YouTube channel, FreakNet Studios, uh, and check out the amazing uh, cemetery tours that me and the Freak Joe um, 
did uh, over the uh, summer. Uh, we had an opportunity to go and visit, uh, I believe, uh, eight. I don't know why I even have to think about it. It was eight. Uh, eight different cemeteries uh, in the uh, mid-Illinois area. And we went ahead and video-vlogged all of them, kind of check out some of the old cemetery stones, uh, give you guys a little bit of history and background of the cemeteries we visited. And uh, caught, caught some interesting things on footage. Um, we, uh, we up to date as we record, we've released six of those videos, and we have two more releasing next week during the final week of October. So make sure you go check them out. They're, they're a lot of fun to do, and they're just as much fun to even watch. And you kind of get like our perspective of how we feel about the cemeteries, how we feel about hauntings and ghosts, and, you know, just kind of check on some of the lore that these cemeteries that we visited kind of like bring up, you know? So. Really cool, awesome. Make sure you check it out. Go to YouTube, search FreakNet Studios, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when videos drop. Because when this freaky show is over, when October is long gone, me and uh, Cartoon Joe will continue to uh, put more video content up there so that way you guys can get notified when that happens. Do it. Do, Do it. Do it. And out. <laughs> also guys as we mentioned in the last episode um we uh we did take a break from last week so we're doubling up on shows for this week so we're not we don't have to go over the uh, any results or anything for the uh presidential poll because it just hasn't happened yet so um make sure you check out last week's episode where we were talking about what um uh what polls or what uh matchups are occurring and everything and of course all the voting and stuff are done in polls on our uh facebook page in the story because you can't do polls on pages but you can do them in the stories so that is posted in our this freaking show page as well as our freaking studio page story so make sure you check those out and uh, get involved in the polls and stuff so <sighs> joe yes what freaking happened this week Yes, I'm so excited about this one because this one is near and dear to my heart. On October 23rd, 1963, the best television show of all time first aired, Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. 57 years, 57 years this week, which is unbelievable to me because I remember watching the 50th anniversary special in my folks' basement uh, in 2013. And it uh, did not feel like it was that long ago. I remember um, there was a show we did. I want to say it was in season two. But I, I can't remember because this is actually episode 202 that we have done together. Yep. Uh, but I want to say it was season two uh, when um, Doctor Who, the first female Doctor Who, Yep. was uh was coming on uh screen. Uh she actually received our Star Award. She did. Yeah. Forgot so, about that. Yeah, and that, that was like I think the first time where we actually kind of talked about uh Doctor Who on the show. And I know like the the concept of the show like kind of like popped into our shows here and there so that you know obviously with Colin being a fan of Doctor Who with you being a fan of Doctor Who, uh we never really did like a deep dive into Doctor Who. Um, I know listening to that show recently, we did kind of mention about doing something like that. Obviously, it Ooh. never happened. But we always we always have those things. Like it's been like four years, and we still haven't done the Star Wars episode. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah, but I uh, know I, I remember uh, when we were talking about Doctor Who and like kind of like you know explaining the fact that like the show 
granted, it is like 60 years old, but there was like a 30-year break or some shit. Yeah, there was a big break from, uh, I forget the exact dates, but it was like the late 80s to the early, to the mid-90s. And then from the mid '90s to uh, there was a it was a made for basically a made for TV movie in the '90s that came out, and then uh, it was a huge flop, and so it didn't happen again until 2005. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I just I, and I still have yet to watch Doctor Who, but I do I do hear it's good, but it's also at the same time like I guess you really have to be into like uh, British comedy, British humor. Yeah, uh, it is like, very British. Yeah. So I'm open-minded about it. I was open-minded about Star Wars, right? I mean, I, I watched at least the first three, episode one, two, and three, not the ones that came out in the 70s or 80s, whatever the hell it was. Oh, but. no. <laughs> no, I tried. I tried to, it, got, it got boring. No, I got into, like, episode four, and I got as far as, like, the little hologram of Princess Leia going, help me, Obi-Wan. And I was like, this is dumb. Like five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it was just the uh the uh I don't know, the graphics, how it did, it's just didn't look visually pleasing to the eye. I don't fucking know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is an old movie. You watch it and you're like, "Oh my god, this is old." And that's the thing like I mean, I could I love old movies. I mean, I could watch like an old John Wayne, old Clint Eastwood. Uh my one of my favorite movies is Mad 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 World and I mean, that was from like the 70s or 60s or some shit. Fucking Father Goose. I, I mean, I love old movies for some reason. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, maybe six hours of fucking Star Wars in a row was just too much. It could be. It could All be. Right? And the fact that you started with the prequels. Oof. Well, I wanted to do it in order. I hear you. I, hear I, you. I, I wanted to do it from beginning. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sequential fucking kind of guy. I get it. I get like it. If, like, when I did that, uh, <clears throat> when I did that four-part series with uh, Jackie on Keto a couple years back, I didn't start it. I didn't re-listen from episode three. Right. Start at one. I mean, yeah. if Star if Star Wars wanted you know wanted me to fucking watch it in any particular order, they should have released it properly. I don't know why they're <laughs> fucking idiots and decide like, hey, how about we start the story in the fucking middle? Maybe that's a valid like, question. Right, maybe that's why George Lucas doesn't even have the fucking uh, franchise anymore. Maybe I that's it. I think it's a big part of it. I right? think it's a big part of it. Right, now they got that uh, that dumb shit. What's his fucking name? Um, J.J. Oh, Abrams? Yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about this <laughs> This is literally me trolling. It's funny. Like Which, it. by the way, I came up with an idea for a game that I want to play with you. I'm ready. Not this one. No, not this game we're going to play oh, on this okay. show. Uh, a, a potential future game that uh, you may not like. I don't know if you will. I think you may find some uh, humor into it. But uh, we're on that uh, Facebook page, uh, Paprika. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Now, before I continue, if anyone from Paprika is listening to this, I'm not trying to belittle or put you on blast. I just want to explain why this game idea came to my mind. Um, we used, I used to post, like, you know, our releases of our show out on Paprika. Um, and, you know, they would, you know, wait for the approval and they would approve it and everything. And I did get a message from Paprika saying, like, hey, if you want to, you know, advertise your show on here, you do got to participate in, uh, the Paprika, like, um, uh, posts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Valid argument. I'm not, I'm not even arguing with that. That's very valid. If I'm going to utilize their platform, I should interact with it. Sure. Right. So, 
Um, I do from time to time. Some things pop up, and I was like, okay, well, this is pretty cool. There was a recent post that somebody put like, "What movie do you not like that you think every people that that uh, somebody would be mad that uh, you posted about or some goofy shit?" Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Or like what movie do you not like but too afraid to say so? Put it in the comments below. Clearly, if you listen to any podcast we or episode we did about cosplayers, right? Because of Super Casey, dumbest movie in the fucking world is Princess Bride. <laughs> so I put Princess Bride, and then somebody put that uh, fucking stupid word that that bald dude, in, indescribable or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, inconceivable. There you go. Yeah, which I just re- I responded. That's exactly how you describe that movie. Um, so I know there was something I put obviously same subject, different uh time frame. Something was posted on Geek Cat's Live's Facebook page that I commented on, which I think it was I think it was a Star Wars thing, or I think it was about Princess Leia being a Disney princess or something like that. Oh yeah, maybe or like yeah, it's where like, I commented on it and I think it was your G C R Rob Bass responded back responded to it about like like a troll post or something like that, which honestly wasn't me trolling. It was me being like honest about it, mm. but I didn't agree with, you know, I mean, it was, oh, it was, it was probably like, Ryan. Sorry. I'm just, uh, he it probably was probably the obvious troll is obvious. There you go. Yeah. 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 That thing. yeah that's exactly what it is. So G, that's the GCR thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. his thing. Cool. So, uh, so obviously it wasn't me trolling. It was just me just giving my opinion on that and everything. Um, but gave me between thinking about that after you know going on paprika and listening to everything, I keep thinking like I would love to comment on things, but I don't want people to think I'm just trolling just to fucking do it because I do have views that, granted, I don't live in this kind of uh, geeked out paprika world as much right. as I love to kind of learn about it and participate in the conversations. I'm never gonna have like. Um, opinions on things that people are going to find validating. They're just going to see me as just trolling. So, in my mind, I want to turn it into a game where, like, one day we're doing a podcast and we're on Paprika's page. We just come up, uh, we just find some uh, random post and uh, I just want to comment some trolling shit. <laughs> okay. So I'm not sure when we're going to do that. It's probably going to have to happen in next season, but I was like, Fuck it. If people think I'm going to troll, I might as well troll. And how better to troll than uh, troll with the uh, Geek Cash show? Nice. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So I figure what we do is, like, you'll find a post. I'll tell you what to write. I'll find a post. You tell me what to write. And we'll just go through that for, like, 45 fucking minutes. Fuck it. Nice. Yeah. And then we can kind of recap what uh, comments we get on in, uh, the following week. Fun. Because that's the kind of guy I feel like being at 730 in the morning. I understand that. Anywho, my topic for today. Yes. Sorry. I just backhanded my microphone while reaching for my phone. Okay. <clears throat> um, this one's very near and dear to my heart because if you guys don't know, uh, with my new job, I work in a refinery. I have to wear a respirator, so the beard is gone. I literally lost like 75% of my charm and looks. So this one really hits home for me. Uh, on October 19th, 1860... Abraham Lincoln grows a beard. Nice. Future U.S. President Abraham Lincoln writes back to an 11-year-old girl's letter suggesting he should grow a beard. He stated it would be silly to start growing one, but he did so anyways. So, nice. Shout out to Lincoln, arguably one of the greatest presidents in the world. Couldn't have, uh, couldn't have won without that beard, I don't think. 
Probably not. Between the beard and top hat, fuck, that guy knew what's going on. Right? He had a plan. All right, Joe. Uh, well, uh, obviously this is, uh, this freaky show. This is a month long celebration to Halloween. Uh, we've talked about serial killers. Uh, we talked about, uh, horror movies. So clearly the next step in that is, uh, spooky, creepy haunted places. <clears throat> so I'm going to play a game with you, Joe. And, um, um, I actually played a very similar type of game like this with Mandy when I had her on, uh, uh, I think a year or so ago, whenever, uh, Travis C was, uh, going solo for that brief, like, period of time. So, uh, obviously, uh, Mandy is, uh, one of the hosts of the podcast where they talk about paranormal, uh, activities and encounters, uh, paranormal adventures, ghosts, and stuff like that. So, a huge shout out to Mandy. Uh, if you guys remember, she was on the show. She was actually on, uh, <clears throat> this freaky show last year with us, or two years ago. I can't remember. I think it was last year. Uh, where the, uh, the show didn't fucking work out. The recording right. screwed up or some shit. Um, which I, I guess that kind of reminds me. Uh, I think we're supposed to have her back on. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I forgot to schedule that. It's been about a year. Oh, well. Yeah, it'll be fine. She'll come on. She loves me. It's me. Fucking team punch and pie. It's crazy. Anyways, uh, if you haven't had a chance, check out Mandy's podcast, the uh, PieCast, P-I-E cast. I like to talk about ghosts and paranormal activities and stuff like that. Uh, she also, uh, hosts Little Geek Lost, which I was on there before, so, uh, you know, bringing some, uh, celebrity status to a Canadian podcast is what I enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we played, a, I played a game with her where basically I gave her a list of haunted places. Some of them were real life places, some of them were places based out of video games. Um, and then she had to choose which one was real and which one was video games. Uh, so, Joe, we're going to do the same thing here, except... Um, I took my artistic ideas, which is perfect because the story we're going to read today, uh, well, you're going to read today, uh, I actually, uh, wrote myself. That's true. So to kind of reflect off of that, uh, I have a list of 10 places. Uh, some are real, some are completely made up off the top of my head. So, uh, I'm just going to read the name of the place, where it's located. I'm going to give you a brief description of the history of it. Uh, some of the things that people see, and some of them are a little bit longer than others, some of them are pretty short, um, but they're all kind of scattered throughout and mixed up, that way it doesn't give you the illusion of, okay, this is like three paragraphs long, there's no way Travis is going to write three paragraphs long worth of things, so this has to be real, or okay, this this description is only three sentences. That's probably fake because there could be more information. And granted, some of these are about three sentences long, but I didn't want to give too much information to kind of throw you off. So right. um, it's going to be scattered throughout uh, different states, different cities, different types of places, um, and then obviously different descriptions, different eras, and everything like that. So I'm going to read them off to you. Um, and what I want to do is, which I did, I did with, uh, Mandy, which I think is, was a fair way to do it. Uh, there is 10 of them. Okay. So what we're going to do is, I'm just going to let you pick a number and then we're going to read that. That way you don't feel like there's any type of pattern in that way at all either. So it's completely fair. It's completely, uh, you know, random. So, nice. um, I'm just going to let you pick a number. I'm going to tell you the name of the place, the city and state, and then I'm going to read the description. And then you're going to tell me, uh, that's, um, 
that's freaking real or uh freaking fake. Freaky freaky faked. I don't fucking know. Don't freaking know. or freaky. Your call, Joe. But anyway, uh, freaking two- makes more sense to me, even though freaky is more thematic. Yeah. The freaky game. This is game freaky. Who gives a shit? Anyway, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Joe, yeah. uh pick a number between one and ten, man. Let's go for it. One. Jeez. Hope maybe you start with nine. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. So number one is uh the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, West Virginia. Constructed in the 1800s, the asylum is up there with the scariest asylums in the world. It's also the second largest in the world, originally designed to house up to 250 patients before it reached its peak in the 1950s when more than 2,400 people were crammed into the facility. As a result of bizarre experimental treatments and severe neglect, thousands of people died here over the years. The physical deterioration of the building, coupled with change in the treatment of mental illness, resulted and the closure of the asylum in 1994. Two decades since the asylum closed, the staff who worked there claimed the ghost continued to roam the halls. The manager states that she once saw 40 doors suddenly slam shut, whilst other visitors have witnessed a ghost boy stood in the corner. Ghost boy stood in the corner of a room, as well as sightings, whispers of forgotten patients have also been reported on top of unusual smells, the sound of squeaky gurneys and screams coming from the electroshock room. I'm going to say real. That sounds real. Are you saying it sounds real because you couldn't believe I could write something so articulate? No, I'm saying it sounds real because I think I've heard of the Transalgheny. Yeah, it's definitely real. Um... Absolutely real. It is, like they said, one of the haunted places. They actually uh, offer uh, tours and stuff of the place. I think you could actually stay here if you wanted to. Oh, I would um, A little more information about the reasons for being committed to the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum were almost never-ending and included trivial things such as falling from a horse or laziness to ridiculous matters such as imaginary female troubles or desertion by husbands up to serious cases including murder and PSTD. This broad spectrum resulted in all sorts of mismatched patients being cooped up together, uh, all with disastrous consequences. Yikes. Which it's funny because if you were to relate that to current day, it's like the uh, 20-something-year-old kid with COVID being shoved into a senior folks home in Michigan and beating the shit out of the old patient that he was rooming with. Oh, I didn't hear about that, but oh right. yeah. Yeah. Fuck exactly yes. right. Yeah. They, they took COVID patients and shoved them into senior homes. Ugh. It was fucked up, but no, you got that one right, Joe. So I'm going to go nice. ahead and uh, circle that one for you. And uh Ooh. two through 10, buddy. Nice. I'm going to go to nine now because you said you wanted me to. Okay, I don't know what the hell nine was, but oh, <laughs> nine, 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 nine. Okay. The Bowman Massacre in Bowman, California. The uh, Oh, and I also trust you're not Googling any of this. No, I'm not. Excellent. Good man. Bowman Massacre in Bowman, California. The abandoned town of Bowman is located outside of San Francisco, California. It previously was a gold mining town filled with hundreds of people. In 1854, the town was raided and attacked by local Native Americans who were previously pushed out by settlers. The area is still a hot spot for ghosts and sounds from that massacre. Yeah. 
That sounds real too. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna say it's real. Freaking real. I made it up, Joe. Wow. Yeah. It's good. Thanks, man. It makes me feel better about myself. Alright. Uh, every, yeah. So, Bowman, uh, Bowman's actually, uh, the name of the, uh, scout days, uh, for Major League Baseball. Oh, so, nice. Fun, fun fact for that one. Yeah, I would not have known that. That would not have thrown me off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one and no. There's gotta be some kind of prize I gotta give you. Um, um, tell you what, Joe, if, uh, I'll can I'll do I'll go ahead and uh I'll do the uh the closeout plugs and everything for the show, but if you lose you gotta do it. I know how you don't like doing it, so if you lose you gotta do it. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Okay. So you gotta get five. I you need fifty percent. Alright. So you're one you're one you're one for two right now. So uh two through eight or number ten? Uh five. Five. Okay. Uh Lazelle Street Sturgis, South Dakota. In August of 1975, during the annual Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, 70, oh, I gotta get your Skype thing out of the way. 75 bikers were caught in one of the worst accidents to occur during the rally. Lead motorcyclists lost control of their bike on the newly paved road, causing a pileup and taking the lives of 40 people. To date, those who live in the small town can still hear the motorcycles coming down the main strip of Sturgis before the rally begins. Mm, sounds fake. I'm going to say fake. Freaky fake. What is fake, Joe? I didn't make that one up as well. What, uh, nice. what, what What's not fake about it? I think if... People could still hear the sounds of motorcycle crashes to this day. They wouldn't still have the rally. No, they didn't hear the sound of motorcycle crashes. They heard the sound of motorcycles coming down the road. Oh, Joe. my bad. Joe. No, it's fine. It was made up. You don't got to feel That's bad fair. about it. That's just how I heard it. It's fucking fake. <laughs> Freaking fake. <laughs> right. uh, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, or ten. Three. Three. Uh, Villisca Axe Murder House in Villisca, Iowa. The Villisca Axe Murder happened between the evenings of June 9th and uh, June 10th of 1912. Six members of the Moore family, as well as their two guests, were bludgeoned to death, and they all had severe head wounds due from an axe. The Moore family was known family was a well-known family who were well liked in their community. There were lots of accusations and intrigue thereafter. People started locking their doors and carrying an open carrying. God damn it. Hold on. There were lots of accusations and intrigue thereafter. People started locking their doors, started openly carrying weapons to protect themselves. Even bloodhounds were brought in and law enforcement agencies from nearby towns even helped in the search. Several movies and books have recently reignited interest in the unsolved crime. I think that that is real. I think I heard a lore episode about it once. Probably, because it is real, Joe. Nice. Good job, man. Proud of you. Uh, two, four, six, seven, eight, and ten. 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 
Uh, Dead Woman's Crossing in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Uh, a woman and her baby girl boarded a train to visit family in Payne County in 1905. Weeks passed with no word from her. Her father hired a private detective to locate her. The detective learned the woman met a prostitute on the train who had taken her and the baby to her brother-in-law's house. They stayed there for a few hours and then decided to take a trip in a buggy. The prostitute returned alone and claimed to have no idea where the mother and child went. The detective found that the buggy had disappeared into a field near the creek where it had spent around an hour before coming speeding back out with blood staining the wheels. However, on being questioned by the detective, the prostitute denied any involvement in the missing mother and child, although she did poison herself uh, to later be... uh, Poison herself later the same day seemed to indicate her guilt. Local legend states, the woman now roams the area looking for her child and even calling out her name. Creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't let my poor reading skills uh, deter you from anything. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it feels fake. It feels fake? Yeah, yeah I'm going to say it's fake. Feeling. It's real, Joe. Yeah. Ah, what? It is real. Fun fact, prostitute's name was Fanny. It was what? It was Fanny. Fanny. Prostitute's name was Fanny. Gotcha. Yeah. I wanted to try. I I noticed that her name was written here. I wanted to avoid saying Fanny because if I said Fanny, I'd be like, oh, you just fucking made that shit up. <laughs> but uh, no, a, a woman uh, a woman was divorcing her husband uh, due to abuse, so she took her uh, child and uh, went to go visit the family and never uh, was found again. That sucks. That's I feel bad for her. Yep, you're three for five, Joe. So you're not doing that bad. You only need to get two more, and you got five more chances. So nice. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Two, four, six, seven, and eight. Uh, let's get let's do seven. Let's knock out that last odd one. Seven. Okay. Grove Park Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. One of the most beloved hotels in the South, the Grove Park Inn Resort is also one of the most haunted. The Pink Lady is the hotel's most famous ghost, and she has been haunting the hotel for more than half a century. There is not much detail about who the pink lady is. It is said that she is a ghost of a young woman who fell to her death in the 1920s in the Palm Court Atrium. It is said that she fell to her death from room 545. A contractor hired to repair the hotel felt the presence of the pink lady and got cold chills on his way to the atrium, as well as a tugging on his ear. He ran as fast as he could. Uh, he ran as fast as he could, being terrified. Now, needless to say, since then he has never attempted to enter the room again. Many similar reports have also been made of strange feelings and the sensation of being touched. Creepy. So, gropey pink lady. I vaguely remember a sick day I took when I was in like the sixth grade. 
And I went with my mom to the fraternity house that she cooked for, cooked for mm-hmm. and laid on the couch all day and watched History Channel uh, ghost story things, like haunted places and stuff. Gotcha. And I'm pretty sure this was on that. So I'm going to say freaking real. It is real. It's also, uh, it's, it's, it's still, uh, being used. It's still in service. You can stay there. Um, not much word on if you can stay in room 545. I believe you can, but, uh, it's like completely updated now. So it's not creepy, but they do, uh, appear to have presence of the pink lady and stuff, uh, still. Gotcha. Uh, two, four, two, four, six, and eight. Two. Two. Crockett Rest, San Antonio, Texas. Following the surrender of Davy Crockett and six American soldiers at the hands of the Mexican army during the Alamo War, General Santa Anna ordered the death of the prisoners as he made it a policy not to take any prisoners during the war. Later, the bodies of the men were found by fellow Texian soldiers and brought to a local farm that he used as a hideaway. The bodies were stored there to be used for a later date. Unfortunately, a fire broke out, burning down the house with the bodies inside. Um, People say sounds of soldiers begging for their lives could still be heard on the land to this day. What? I can't believe I've never heard of this. I'm going to say... God, it it sounds so real. But I've never heard of it. I totally forgot that Davy Crockett, Jim Bowie were both in the fucking Alamo. Like for the longest time, I thought they were like fake fucking people, right? Yeah, folk heroes, mm-hmm. but also real heroes. True, but also Bowie not actually heroes, but kind of. Yeah, fucking. Uh, okay, I can't remember. Like, anyways, well, let me get an answer first. And yeah, I I'm gonna say, it. I'm gonna say it's real. Sounds real. Okay, well, it's fake. I made it up. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, there's something I will tell you, though. And I don't know mm-hmm. if this is maybe a goof on my end. Uh, the Davy Crockett, six uh, soldiers and everything, uh-huh. that happened. They definitely oh. surrendered. Right. They yeah, did yeah, surrender. Yeah. There's no speculation if they were mur- murdered, though, and stuff like that. Based on Santa Ana, there was no home that they were stored at that burned down. They hear ghosts and shit. Gotcha. Um, there was a... Um, a general um, in uh, the Alamo named William B. Travis Ooh. that a certain person you know was named after. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Him and uh, how, Jim. What's up? How was how was Nick named after William B. Travis? Uh the B <laughs> was uh, the B stood for Nicholas, but uh, oh, gotcha. it was a silent it was B. Silent B. <laughs> yeah, they dropped it. They dropped it. Yeah. His name was really William Nicholas Travis. The B was silent, but because it did begin the name, they had to go with it. Gotcha. Crazy. Fantastic. Yeah. That's I was hilarious. actually talking about Sherry, but whatever. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was, I was named after uh, General Travis, who uh, led the Alamo Army with uh, Jim Bowie. And <laughs> I want to say, uh, God, I want to say it was William Travis, but it could have been Jim Bowie. One of them fuckers, like, was, like, the first person to fucking die in, like, the Alamo. Oh, dang. Yeah, I used to watch a biography about it, and, on, like, they said, like, so-and-so was the first to drop. Like, he ran out with a gun to kind of, like, you know, lead the charge, like, from the from the actual fort, 
and got shot and fucking killed. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, you're named after him. And I was like, no shit. Mm. I can't remember who Nick was named after, but it can't be as cool. No, probably not. Yeah, unless, it was, unless it was Nick Nolte, then that makes sense. Right. Right. Is there any other famous Nicks? Like good fucking Nicks? Probably not. No. I mean, there's Nick Cage, but that's not famous. St. Nicholas? Ooh, maybe. All right. You got the name. I got the body structure. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, four, six, and eight. Six. Six. The Bell Witch Caves of Adams, Tennessee. The story began with a feud between two neighbors, John Bell and Kate Bat. Bates? Bats? B-A-T-T-S. However you want to pronounce oh, it. I don't know. Bats. Yeah. We'll go with Bats. It is said that Miss Bats tortured John Bell's daughter, Bessie. Betsy, I'm sorry. Betsy, not, it's not a heifer. Betsy, for several years during her childhood, all because she thought that she had been cheated by Mr. Bell during a land deal. On her deathbed, Miss Bats, who was believed to be practicing witchcraft, swore an oath that she would haunt the Bell family for the rest of eternity. The farm became so notorious that it was torn down for safety. However, to this day, those visiting the caves say that they could hear chains rattling and strange knocking sounds. Yikes. Mm. Excuse me. Hmm. I'm going to say real. Final answer, Joe? Final answer. It is real. Uh, a quick quote about the uh, Bell Witch Caves from a uh, former president, Andrew really? Jackson. Yes. Hmm. Uh Former or even Andrew Jackson, who went down to be president, believed that the land was cursed, and after spending a night at the Bell Farm, was famously quoting as saying, "I had rather face the entire British army than to spend another night with the Bell Witch." Dang. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe, wow. you reached your five. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I get six out of ten. I changed the rules. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, no, you, you, I'll, I'll go ahead and do the ending uh, because I, I want to be fair. I want to be proper. 50-50. So, uh, but we're going to finish it up anyways. So, four and eight. Let's do eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Springs Hotel in Aquaville, Illinois. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but whatever. I don't know either. Yeah. Uh Opening opened in the 1880s, taking advantage of the healing water underneath the town. Thousands of visitors flocked to a hotel over the years, and many of which have left a tangible part of them behind. You, right? This one, this where black lights come in. <laughs> Reports of hauntings have been present at the hotel for generations, with the sightings of a woman in white. Disembod- I don't know what is it with Illinois and women in white. Um, women in white disembodied whispers coming from the rooms and sinister feelings of being watched. Several documented suicide stories of gangsters, death, and the mysterious healing properties of the water made this historic hotel one of the most interesting haunted properties in the country. So, um, 
is this hotel where people leave parts of themselves while being creepily watched real or fake? I'm going to say... Fake. Uh, it's real, Joe. What? Yeah, that's a real uh. thing. O-K-A-W-V-I-L-L-E. O'Callville. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's true if you want to look it up. Oh, yeah, I should probably remind you guys. Um... So, uh, all the ones that are real, you can find information on. Uh, I found all this stuff at hauntedrooms.com. Uh, it's an awesome little website. You can you know, just type in a state. You can type in a particular uh, location you want to read more about, and they show articles and stories and everything about them. So, it's a really cool place. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, thank you for uh, being existing as you help me create something for my own uh, podcast. So. I'm not paying you for anything. I just wanted to give you a quick shout out. So, um, <clears throat> all right, Joe. Uh, so number four is the last one. So, uh, let's see if you go five for five or maybe you, uh, if I can get that six for 10. Try for six for 10. Let's do all it. Right. Brendan House in Taylor, Maryland. Following the completion of the Brennan House, designed and built by Walter P. Brennan. Brennan took his own life in the living room of the house he just completed following a falling out with his wife and financial struggles with his business. Those who visit the site to this day say he never truly left the house. Creepy. Man, I think I've heard of this one. So I want to say real. I'm going to say real. I'm going to see if I get that 6 for 10 with real. It's fake. Dang it. Fun oh, fact. Well. Brennan is the name of uh, Temperance Brennan in the uh, TV show Bones. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Like I say, Joe, I am flattered that you thought some of these made-up ones uh, that I created off the top of my head were good enough to be real. I thought for sure they were. You really got me. I hope so. You're not Bamboozled. just Bamboo. No, I sound like I'm insincere because I'm yawning while I'm doing it. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm assuming you're yawning because you uh, pre-read my story. So that's cool. No, I'm yawning because I slept well. Well, it's been a long day for us, Joe. We literally recorded another podcast 24 hours ago. It's true. So I get it, man. We're good. I'm uh, I'm almost done with my uh, 16 ounces of coffee I got right next to me. Nice. I haven't had any coffee yet. I had to. We haven't moved our coffee uh coffee stuff over to the new place. <laughs> yeah. Well I'm I'm excited for uh I'll tell you about when uh tell you what I'm freaking thinking about here in a minute. But before nice. we get to that and everything else, obviously, we gotta we gotta hear some freaky tales. Nice. And you know, and that's the cool thing about this particular freaky tales, if if I might say so before you begin. Yeah. Um Freak Joe and I, or Cartoon Joe and I, we all three of us that have this conversation, uh, we are going to come out with a Freaky Tales book. Like, we're going to do short stories for, you know, to celebrate Halloween and like, you know, like the, those like Master of the Macabre books or scary stories to tell in the dark, but one that's created through our own, like, imagination, our own stories. Uh, the story that Cartoon, uh, story that the Freak Joe uh, mm-hmm. is about to read, um, this will be in that Freaky Tales book. 
Um, and then hopefully going forward, maybe possibly the next year, the four weeks or five weeks, I don't really know how many weeks are in October for next year, uh, that uh, we are reading. Hopefully those are all stories that will also be in our book. So uh, I'm really excited for this. Uh, again, uh, I'm not a writer. I think I'm more of a, hey, uh, let's try this and see how it works kind of guy, but to put fucking pencil to paper, that's not me. So I'm hoping this story uh, is pleasing to you guys to listen. Hopefully you appreciate it. Um, but if it, if you think it sucks, hey, don't worry, not all of them are going to suck because Joe's also going to write some too, and he's actually educated and uh, knows how literature works. So, I don't know if I'd go that far. But. No, it's okay. <laughs> Compared to the fucking... Uh, uh, fucking gerbil guinea pig preschool bullshit that you're about to read. Yeah, trust me. Masterpieces. So, uh, I'm really excited for this. I'm excited to hear my story through Joe's, uh, docile tones. Is that the proper word? I think so. I don't know. I've heard you say it before, so. I don't remember. I don't know. What's docile mean? Oh, docile means like quiet and like subdued. Mm. Uh, his docile, macabre like tones. I'm gonna go with yeah. that. So it's, so it's spooky, but in like a, in like a mellow kind of way. Nice. Like, Mellows. like, the, like the beginning of the raven, not at the end where he gets all freaked out <clears> about some fucking bird. Um, so I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited to hear him read my story. And, uh, I'm really excited, uh, for all the proofreading and editing he's going to do to it before we throw it into the Freaky Tale books that hopefully we could try to release for next October. Speaking of releasing stuff, guys, make sure you do check out tpublic.com, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, search TFS, and make sure you pick up your This Freaky Show uh merchandise that we have available there. Uh obviously we didn't do shirts this year, but we are gonna look at doing shirts next year if we come up with some cool design to do that. But the uh the This Freaky Show twenty twenty uh design and logo we do have is available on all the other products that we have available like coffee mugs and cell phone cases, uh pillows, wall art, notebooks, stickers, pins, magnets and stuff like that. Uh so that is still available until November 1st when we take it off the site. So make sure you do check that out. Go ahead and uh, pick up uh, your merchandise uh, because every sale through TeePublic that uh, that occurs, it does uh, help out the podcast by giving us uh, some funding that we could do future things, um, such as the video vlogs of the cemetery that we could use for next year when hopefully we look at some like um, haunted places and churches and stuff like that. Uh, it's also going to kind of benefit us for our awesome surprise that we guys have for you on the five-year anniversary episode in two weeks when we reveal what we're going to do that's brand new. It's going to be something completely different we haven't done yet in season six. Joe knows what I'm talking about, so, so I'm excited. excited for it. So um, that's all I have until we close out. So, uh, Joe, I'm going to uh, step back, and uh, the uh, the show is yours. Fantastic. <clears throat> There's some scary, scary music here. I take the same way to my girlfriend's house every time I visit. Living in a small town, there really isn't many options. I leave. I turn right out of my subdivision, drive down the main road. Turn right on the third gravel road I come to, drive over the hill, under the viaduct. Take the next left, and she's the fifth house down on the right. Thirty minutes like clockwork, every time. And when I leave, it's the same way. 
no traffic, no other cars, until one night near the old viaduct. Every once in a while, my girlfriend and I would meet her grandparents at their favorite pizza place for dinner. This time was one of those dinner nights for her granny's birthday. As I drove down the old gravel road, I saw a car on the side of the road just parked in front of the viaduct with an old man in a straw hat and overalls and a young woman holding a book standing near the road, almost right in the way of my car. Now, my biggest fear in life is what I may come across in the country, especially at night. Could you imagine driving down a dark country road and you see someone appear in your headlights? Some people say I have an overactive imagination, but I'm just 17. You never know. This time, it was still daylight when I came across them, so I stopped to help. The old man said his name was Walter, and their car had run out of gas while we were heading home. Looking at the age of this vehicle, I think the cost of the gas would be more than the value of the car. He asked if I would take his daughter to the nearest gas station to fill up their gas so they could get, they could get home. I was hesitant about doing so, because my girlfriend would wonder where I was. I could have called here to explain the situation oh called her to explain the situation but the area was not cell phone friendly so i agreed to bring the young woman to get gas and drop her back off the old man handed her the can uh put her face in his hands and said everything will be okay i'll see you soon in my head i thought that was a little much as the closest gas station was back by my neighborhood 20 minutes away but the girl has not said one word She hasn't even made eye contact since I arrived. She just stood there, holding onto her book that I realized was a diary. As I got into my car, I noticed she opened the back door and sat in the back seat. I was going to let her know she could sit up front, but being the shy girl she is, why even bother? We pull up to the station, and I offer to fill the can for her. As I fill the can, I try to talk to her, but with no response. As I fill the can, I text my girlfriend to let her know the situation and that I would be late. With no single signal, it would probably send by the time I got to her house. After the can was topped off, I put the nozzle back. I asked the girl for money for the gas. She had no response for me. Not even a little whoop, look, or word. A little frustrated, I paid for it myself. I put the can in the back seat and got in the car. I guess I'll get the money from your dad when I get back. The sun was starting to go down as we were heading back. I tried one more time to try to get any answer from the girl that I was doing this good deed for. So where do you live? She'd not give me an answer, but she did finally look up at me and made eye contact for the first time since I stopped. This poor girl looks like she hasn't slept in years. As I come over the hill to the viaduct to drop off the girl to her father, I noticed something didn't seem right. There seemed to be something laying in the middle of the road that passes through the viaduct. Now it was too late to make out what it was. As I got closer, I noticed that the old it was the old man laying face down in the road. I slammed the brakes right at the entrance to the viaduct. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The old man looked bloody and contorted, as if he was hit hard. I was in so much shock I forgot his daughter was in the back seat. I whipped around and tell her not to look. She wasn't there. Door closed and seatbelt still buckled. There's no way she got out that quick. I turned back to the poor man in the road only to see the girl standing there next to him. For the first time, the girl who never spoke a word or 
changed expression on her face, finally said something. She looked right at me with a smile on her face and said, Look what I did. The girl looked back down at the, an empty road. I couldn't believe it. Where did he go? Where is the old man? The girl turned away from me and started walking down the road to vanish as she reached the other side of the viaduct. Freaked out, I got back in my car and floored it. As I passed through the viaduct, I heard a man's yell followed by a girl's laughter. I couldn't get away from that area quick enough. With my heart racing, I finally made it to my girlfriend's house to pick her up. When I arrived, I told her everything that had happened after the text I sent her. Of course, she didn't believe the story. I just told her as she was too mad for making us late to dinner. She just asked me to open the trunk so I could, she can put her grandmother's gift in the back. I did so as I sat in the driver's seat pondering what I was witness to. Could it have been in my head the whole time? I heard her call me from the truck asking, What do you want me to do with the stuff in your trunk? What is she talking about? There isn't anything in my trunk. As I walked back to the trunk, I noticed, sitting right where I left it, the gas can, rusted out and old, along with a book that appeared to be a diary flipped open to the final entry that read simply, Look what I did at the old viaduct. The end. Joe, coming out of your mouth, the uh, story sounds better than I thought. It was a good story. I liked it. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I think... Um, I think I read it to like maybe two other people. So this is probably the first time like more than those two people have heard it. So I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed it. Like I said, uh, the freak Joe with his, uh, articulated, docile, macabre tone and the, uh, the, the nice little pleasant, uh, beginning, uh, spooky sound there definitely helped out too. Um, but, uh, I'm glad. Uh, you, you, get, you, you always do a good job, Joe. But for yeah. some re- for some reason, I gotta say because this, yeah, maybe it's just me being biased. Because this was my story, fucking crushed it. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good story. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we ca- come up with a couple more of those, and um, you know, get a uh, you know get that book going. Yeah, um, one more week, listeners, to uh, to send yours in. Yeah, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get next week's, uh, which next week is Halloween, so let's get next week's, uh, let's get a fan submission. Well, we did have a fan submission one a couple years back, which was really awesome, and obviously we did have Sarge's, so, um, if it doesn't, if we don't get one, I mean, shit, I mean, there's so many Edgar Allan Poe ones available. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, if you guys want to hear your story, uh, definitely submit in to us, uh, we would definitely love to read it, and, um, yeah, you know. Uh, Joe, what are you, uh, what are you freaking thinking about? Hmm. I don't know that I'm freaking thinking about anything this week. Maybe just trying to find a new, uh, new TV show. Oh, no, that's what it is. Lovecraft Country just ended. Uh, which is a, a horror show that was on HBO. And, um, it was really, really good. And, uh, it was only 10 episodes. And, uh, I just, I just finished the, the series finale, or the season finale this week, and, uh, I can't wait for season two. Um, it's really good. I really highly recommend it if you like horror. Um, it is not 
super horror y all the time. If you're if you're if you think you might like it but you don't know for sure, um, because you don't like scary things very much. Um it's only maybe a couple of minutes out of each episode that are really terrifying. The rest is like just normal drama with a little bit of tension. So um I recommend it. Lovecraft Country. It's pretty good. Um Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. Lovecraft Country. There you go. Not bad, man. Yeah. What about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Um I'm, I'm so uh JFW has kind of been like on the shelf like the last like almost like month and a half to two months just because of the scheduling and COVID and new jobs and all this shit. Right. Uh so um I'm excited because I do believe that this week uh we're going to get back into the swing of uh doing the podcast. I know uh when it comes to uh Dizzle J with his new job and his scheduling, like he's only available like every other week, which as am I in a certain in a certain sense because I do work every other weekend. But I kinda flip flop between days and nights and stuff like that where he he works every other weekend but strictly nights. Um and then we got Dally who also works, you know, a lot on weekends and stuff too. So I think what we kinda figured out and I just gotta make sure the scheduling works out right because my work schedule is like two on, two off, three on, three off, you know, so on and so forth. There's like two on, I don't fucking know, two, two, three, three, whatever the hell it is. Um, no, that's not even right either. I don't know. My, my schedule's stupid. I'll just fucking say that. Uh, but I think we figured out a way to where I'll be able to record weekends, JFW on the weekends with Dizzle J, and I'll be able to record the following week. Uh, podcast during the week with Dally, so we can kind of get back into the groove of getting those weekly shows out again. Uh, starting uh, with the one this week, we're going to record today and get that release and everything. So I'm excited for that to kind of bring JFW back, and I'm also excited that I'm very close to finishing the uh, the China cabinet uh, refinishing that I've been working on. So I gotta go to Menards. I gotta pick up some uh, some materials that I need left. Which literally all I have to do is uh, install the backboard paneling to the uh, hutch and the cabinet part. And I gotta find some two and a half inch handles, which are apparently fucking possible because everything's three inches. Whatever. So as soon as I find those, then I should be able to move the lower part into the kitchen. And then I can install the upper part because the hutch part of the cabinet is going to be hung on the wall. But I need to rip that wall out because of the tile and everything and redo it. So, uh, the kitchen remodeling that I've been wanting to do since I moved in five years ago, uh, is finally gonna kinda start happening piece by piece. And hopefully maybe by next year I'll have an entire remodeled, uh, kitchen and, uh, I'm gonna try to hardwood the entire main level too, so. Piece by piece, I mean, uh, so, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as we uh, wrap up the show today. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners can catch uh, Cartoon Joe here on this uh, freaking show. But of course during the month of October we celebrate this freaky show and this is where Freak Joe starts to shine. So if our listeners uh, start missing Cartoon Joe just a little bit too much, where can they go? If you need some Cartoon Joe in your life, you can find him over at the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find him on Facebook iTunes, Google Pod, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. 
Guys, make sure you follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching this freaking show. Um, I know on uh, as far as Facebook goes, that's where a lot of our content and stuff are uh, as far as uh, our show releases and the polls, obviously, from the presidential bracket. I'm going to try to work out a schedule to make Twitter and Instagram more uh, part of uh, our social media experience so you guys could utilize those as well and try to get more interaction with the fans as we had uh, in the past and we seem to get away from it a little bit and I look to change that and kind of like bring that back into our show. So make sure you do follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching this freaking show. Our show is released uh, weekly as best as we can on uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Amazon Music. We are looking to get onto Pandora uh, as well. So as soon as that gets all figured out, gets approved and everything, you'll be able to find us there too. Uh, make sure you guys follow uh, the other podcasts on FreakNet Studios. That's this freaking show that you're listening to right now. That is JFW Podcast, hosted by me, Dizzle J, and Dally. And, of course, Doug Ray Area, hosted by Sarge, the uh, author of uh, The Knocking that uh, Freak Joe read awesomely, I might add, last week <laughs> or on our last episode. So make sure you check out all those. You can find uh, all the podcasts and the links and everything uh, to... Freaknet Studios by going to freaknetstudios.com. And again, make sure you check out our YouTube page, uh, Freaknet Studios. Subscribe, hit the notification bell there, and uh, check out the awesome Freaky Cemetery. I feel like there's a cold wind blowing on my arm, and I don't know why. God, I'm terrified. Uh, go to the, go to Freaknet Studios, check out the Freaky Cemetery tours, uh, like and subscribe, hit the notification bell. Again, the, ne- the next two and the last two of the series will be released next week. Resurrection Cemetery and Bachelor Grove Cemetery, obviously the two most famous cemeteries in Illinois, quite possibly the United States. So make sure you check those out. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got. So as always, I am Travesty. And I'm the Freak Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaky show. I'm out. <laughs>